Hello again to our friends. It's the middle of June and it's time for us to share another waffle. I'm Claire and I am super excited to be chatting to our extremely special guest today. I'm absolutely tr not trusted to do this alone, so I have my fellow wafflers with me. I've got Ben and Becca and John. How are you all? Hey, Claire. Hey, Claire. Yeah. All good. You're all right. good. Here, yeah. looking forward. Looking yeah. forward to this. Be nice. Very exciting. Very good. I know. Yeah. And warm. Yeah. What's going well, on? Yeah. And it's light outside while we're recording. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> and it's not the afternoon. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. It's fine. It's finally stopped raining. Mm -hmm. yeah. Doesn't Today. happen very often in the UK. Yesterday. <laughs> There's bank holiday coming up, so uh, I'm sure it won't last. Right. Um, so our guest today is someone that has been likened to the shopkeeper from the old school British kids TV show, Mr. Ben, because he is someone who has a habit of popping up unexpectedly as if by magic. So over the last year, he's become a firm favourite in our mutual Disney communities for his dry wit, cheeky retorts and love of coffee. He's a speed demon behind the wheel, regardless of that being a golf cart or a Surrey bike. And he's been known to play a mean round of mini golf. <laughs> Today, we are going to get to know the many layers of the man that is Zach Brown. Hi, are you all right, Zach? It's great I, to have you. Having my life summed up in, in this nice little <laughs> intro so wonderful. <laughs> I try hard. I try to make a nice intro because, you know. I, I thought it was great. <laughs> I am so you know, happy to be here. Do you know what TV show we're talking about? Have you ever heard of Mr. Ben? Not, I know Mr. Bean, not Mr. Ben. Uh, oh, no, no. Totally so Mr. Mr. Totally ben is a kid's TV show from the UK in, I think it was probably the late 70s, early 80s. Okay. I remember yeah. my brother watched it. Yeah. And uh, it had this it had this guy who used to walk down the street and go into a shop and he used to get dressed into a costume and then go through the changing room into another land. And when it was time okay. for the show to finish... It would be like this ping, and the shopkeeper would appear in the middle of nowhere from like least expecting. So to us, you know, Zach Brown is like the shopkeeper and Mr. Ben. Well, I'm definitely going to have to go check it out and uh, yeah. see if I can maybe figure out one of these costume change things and however and that he works. He wears a fez as well, so you might that have to borrow a fez. You know, wearing a fez, okay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to look this up. Yeah, yeah, we'll share it with you, and then uh, any you. guests, any of our listeners who don't know who Mr. Ben is, they can they can also go find it. Um, so Zach, um, you will know that all first timers on the Great British Mickey Waffle are invited, and I use that term very loosely, to answer <laughs> our carousel of questions. Cool. Um, this is a series of supposedly quick fire questions uh, to give us an insight into your soul. Sorry, your Disney preferences. <laughs> so, go with your heart and share your thoughts. And remember, when I say there's no judgment on your answers, I absolutely don't mean it. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to start. And which is your favorite park? Oh, that's so difficult. Um, <laughs> Should be the first question. I know, I know, I know. I get harder. I, I, I'm going to just say Magic Kingdom. I know that sounds easy. I'm not going to qualify my answer. I'm just going to go with Magic Kingdom as my favorite park. Very good choice. And um, question two: a ride that you hate. Ooh, a ride that I hate. All right, this is. I wouldn't say controversial, but it's an unpopular opinion. 
I cannot do Tower of Terror. I've ridden it three times, so I can at least say that I've tried. It just, that up and down feeling, I'm not about it. I will do everything else many, many times, but Tower of Terror takes a lot of convincing to uh, get me on that attraction. I don't think you're the only one here, to be honest with you. Um, They've not even been able to convince me to get on it yet, so (laughs) three steps ahead of me. Becca and I will be out on the bench while everybody else goes and does the thing. That sounds like a plan. (laughs) (laughs) So question three, most overrated snack? Mm. In Walt Disney World, I would say the churro. The ones in Disneyland are really good and fresh, but I think the ones in Disneyland are just or Disney World are just the sugary cardboard. <laughs> That's just me. Isn't that most of the snacks? Yeah, <laughs> What's your favorite transportation mode at Walt Disney World? Ooh. I I love the Skyliner. I mean, I know the monorail's classic, but the Skyliner, I think the the thing that sets it apart for me is that you get that breeze. And it kind of, you're not low enough to the ground that it feels like a car and you're not high enough that it's frightening. It almost feels like you're flying in a dream. You're just at the perfect height and you get the breeze day or night. It's beautiful. It's a great thing to do with friends. Skyliner all the way. Haven't ridden it yet. I don't do heights, no. so I'm a bit nervous I, about it. So. I, I think I'm the only waffler that has, has been on it. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to do it when you come down. I think as I think as well, Zach. I'm, I'm just a little follow up on that. You mentioned about the breeze because certainly I was one person at the very beginning, having seen the design and recognised that there wasn't the aircon put into any of it, um, and and thinking primarily of July and August time <laughs> exactly. in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think it's actually proven itself already, hasn't it, to actually be able to adapt and to cope with the heat within Orlando. I agree. When they, like you, when they announced that and they said, oh, there's not going to be air conditioning on those. I said, they've got to be out of their minds. They're totally, you know, off their rocker. Um, But when when I wrote it, I thought, oh, no, this is really lovely. And in fact, if, you know, if you're in the evening, it can get quite chilly um, because the the wind is whipping through just inside that little container. (laughs) And it's, you know, you're just in the middle being kind of blown around. But I agree. I think it's proven itself to, uh, even on the warmest of days, really be a, a really enjoyable experience. It's good to know. Question five. Which is your favorite table service restaurant? Ooh. I was probably Cape May Cafe at the Beach Club. I really love um, just the seafood options. And I think something that it has over other restaurants uh, is that the menu, at least pre-COVID, uh, rotated. So different nights would be different featured items. So it was kind of give you a reason to go back, and it wasn't just, oh, kind of the same old, same old. Um, and I just love the beach club. So I just think that the setting is real fun, and, and uh, it's, it's casual, yet still feels nice. So I love Cape May. That's nice like that restaurants do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good for breakfast, too. Yeah. I haven't had their breakfast yet. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, one we've not yet to... No, I'm not a huge fan of seafood, so it's... Mm. Oh, don't let that put you off. Don't let it put you off. See, I don't know how many options there are for the non-seafood lover. All right, then my answer for Becca is Ohana. (laughs) 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 Meat meat feast. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good with meat. (laughs) Question six, a resort you haven't stayed at but want to more than anything else on Earth. 
Mm. Probably, well, <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, probably Wilderness Lodge. I really like the Wilderness Lodge a lot. Um, it's just beautiful. We've discussed it before, just the um, this kind of wooded smell that it has. Um, it, it's a cozy resort. I, I just think it's beautiful. And then you've got Geyser Point and you've got access to the, the lake. And yeah, I like, I like Wilderness Lodge a lot. I'd like to say there. Guys, a point with the um, bison burger. That's right. But no waffle fries. No, yeah. they've changed waffle. it. I'm not no. happy about it. I'm boycotting Geyser, by the way, because mm. they, because of the lack of waffle fries. I don't think I yeah. I don't think I go to that level. <laughs> oh, I might. I might just be a little bit quietly disappointed. You'll be the one writing an email. I'll write an email. Dear Mr. JPEG. Okay, question seven. Favorite car park? Well, uh, for our American listeners, that's a parking lot. I think I had been, <laughs> I saw a couple of the guys that had a little. You've been, well, you've, been, you've been told about this question, haven't you? You've been, you've been given the heads up. Who talked? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> See, I like to stand off in the wings and watch as somebody else goes before and go, okay, don't do that. Um, favorite car park? Um, I guess, so let me ask this. Is it in, in like how it looks or the easiest or is there a reason f how I should be approaching this? It's your choice. Mm, okay. That... Um, right now I'd say Hollywood Studios. I think it's probably the easiest to get in. Um, it has the Skyliner right in the front again. Um, and it already kind of sets the tone as you're walking up to the park. Um, Magic Kingdom's kind of torn up right now, and I'm ready for them to get that all figured out. But but I, I think probably Hollywood Studios. They've actually they've actually done a really good job there, though, Zach, haven't they? It's just yeah. like, you know, when you consider how, how poor it, it was, yeah, and it just it never really, even if you went later in the day, you could end up right at the very front. Yeah, that's true. In the first couple of lines. Or you could end up right at the very back of the whole <laughs> yeah, parking lot. In Typhoon the Goon. And it was just, yeah, and just like, and there was no rhyme or reason to it. This, now, the way they've done it now, it actually it doesn't matter what time of the day you arrive. You've actually got a really fair journey into the park. And mm -hmm. you know, even if you even if you are parked as far away as, as is humanly possible, it's still, it's a bit like Epcot. It's, it's not. That demanding walking and yeah no and again and again it's another excuse not to have to to get the tram and, I, and I, even yeah. with with the lack of trams right now I don't feel like it's this this trek across the desert to get yeah. to the park yeah. um, I had great fortune the other day to pull in and they had the entire rows going down and I thought I'm gonna have they're gonna send me down and I'm gonna have to park all the way at the end <laughs> and I'm and I'm just going oh come on come on come on and right as I pull up the guy stops me and he points and started a new row with me oh. and I had the first card I was like yeah. God. <laughs> I had won the day it, do you know what it, it makes you it makes or breaks your day doesn't it, oh, it we're does. always like yeah do you know what? We're, we're gonna have to go long here we know we're going yeah. down that far edge you can see the guy down the end with his with his high vis yeah. on and you're just like that's for me i just yeah. know that's for me. he pointed me to that first space and i just gave him like the yes yeah. and i just i just i kind of strut into the park i was like yeah. that's right it's, it's all up it's, this is a, it's all gravy from here it's incredible how it makes you feel, though, because I've got to say, it's the simplest thing. 
I've got so many memories of Animal Kingdom and being that that guy who's being pushed right to the parking space. <laughs> closer, it's closer to the one nine two than it is to the entrance <laughs> to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and I tell you what. It takes a long time for me to stop having to strop about it because it's cost me <laughs> at least 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 so minutes by the time you get to the park the... entrance, you're all right. Yeah, takes you, yeah. Sometimes it takes me until at least I've had a coffee, Becca. You know, it's, just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, sometimes it's just like, oh. you're still snarling at the park attendant as you're getting towards yeah. the tram. Yeah. That and you decide, I'm not getting on the tram, I'm going to walk. I'm going to walk now because I'm in a, I'm I'm a, a, I'm in a mood. <laughs> I need a minute. I really, I just yeah. need a minute to myself. I'll catch up with you later. Yeah. <laughs> the anger's still there to even on Flight of Passage. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly it. But yeah, it's amazing what it does to you. I've got to say, that's that's one of the best answers I think we've had, Zach. And I, I'm, I'm yeah. totally with you. I'm totally with you. <laughs> It makes or breaks your day, depending <laughs> on where you are in that line. I'm, I'm, True. I'm with, totally with Definitely. you on that. Totally I, with you. I think that anger is the same as if you're staying on on site and like you just get to the bus stop and the bus you want is just pulling away. <laughs> oh, oh yes. That's <laughs> the same <laughs> thing. That's that anger. If it's pulling yeah. away and it's empty, that's it. Oh, yes. yeah. And they've seen you coming as well. Yeah, they, they see I you. know you see me. I know yeah. you see yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You, they just put the indicator on and off they go. Especially <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're running as well to get, so they know you're trying to get on that so, bus. If I was a bus driver, I'd probably do the same. What, pull away? Just to, <laughs> yeah. Totally. At least he's honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously too nice because I'd just stick around. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, next next question. That was That was a really good one. Here we go. This is an easy one. Typhoon. Blizzard Beach or Volcano Bay? All right. So I have not been to any of the water parks. Uh, But I will say, if I had to choose one, um, I'd probably choose Typhoon Lagoon. That looks like a lot of fun. Even even with them taking away the shark experience and all that, I think Typhoon Lagoon looks fun with the – oh, goodness. What's the little coaster that they've got? I want to say my day falls. Slush and gusher. I don't know if that's right. Slush and gusher. Crush and gusher. gusher, Whatever that one. That that looks like a lot of fun. So, my my choice to which one I'll go to first would definitely be Typhoon. So the recurring recurring theme here, though, Zach, isn't there? So we've got Terra Terra, and then you still haven't done Summit Plummet. So the next time all of us are in Florida. Guess what? I'm, I'm, just, I'm going to take you. To, I'm going to take you to Blizzard Beach. I'm going to make you do something. Plumber. It's going to be dramathon. <laughs> <laughs> go up the road and uh, go to Doom's Fearful. Doom's Fearful. Next question. Speaking of up the road, um, Galaxy's Edge or Diagon Alley? Oh, Galaxy's Edge. I am a Star Wars kid through and through. Uh, you know, my dad was a big Star Wars person, you know, kid. He was, I think, 10 or 11 when Star Wars came out. So it's just either through osmosis or just brainwashing. I am a Star Wars guy. Okay, question 10. Early morning or late night park visit? Ooh. Hmm. It, it depends on the park. Um, but I would probably say late night. There's just something magical about... Um, the lights have gone down. Some places the music shifts a little bit, the way that the lights play through the trees or, you know, like Adventureland at night. 
is so amazing. Tomorrowland at night is fantastic. World yeah. Showcase. Every little country is so enchanting and just invites you to come into their courtyard. So definitely um, late night. Yeah. Okay. Keep the magic or backstage detail? Ooh. I love these questions. Um, <laughs> I think there's some that I really want to, to remain a secret. Um but for the longest time, I wanted to be an Imagineer. So I would definitely want to go backstage and see how it's done. Like, let's, you know, show me that the lady's not being cut in half and show me where the rabbit is hidden inside the top hat. <laughs> Have you done any of like, the backstage tours where you can see bits? Back? No, the closest thing that I've done is the behind the seeds tour at the land mm -hmm. where we've walked yeah. through. And, and that's super affordable. Um, it's mm. been years since we've done it. But I want to do the one where you can go to, I believe, um, American Adventure or something along those lines. I think it's backstage magic. But yeah, yeah, yeah that was cool. And the, the train one, I'd really love to see the how they take care of the trains, the monorails. I think that'd be cool. That would be really yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. I'm a sucker for trains. Uh, I think, uh, do you know something? I think that was, we did a, a Wednesday show about uh, VIP tours. And, and that we appears didn't mention to be that one. No, we didn't, and we I, it's also it's one that, to mention the trains tour because I don't, I'm not sure if you can do it at the moment, and it's actually probably, yeah, probably not. It's, not. it's not quite as good because of the because of the, the the railway not working at, at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. You yeah. actually want it, you want it to be when it's fully operational, right? And mm. so you can actually go at a time where it's it's fully working, and you can get you just get the best out of it. I, you know, I'm, I'm totally with you there, Zach. It's, it's one of them train things, and that I think it's something. I think you have to be up very early in the morning to do it. But it's, yeah, it's super you know, early. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll put that put on the list for uh, yeah. very early very early in the holiday. Early, early. early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Add it to the ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the next question. What's your favorite other podcast or vlogger about Disney? Oh goodness! See now that that, <laughs> so that, that, is, that is a tricky one. That's where you're going to get me in trouble because I know people. <laughs> you can guess who wrote the questions. All right, here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick one that I don't know anybody who's on the show. How's that? Oh, that's good. Good there, dress. There's good a good. podcast called Retro Disney World or Retro WDW, and they there's four guys, and it's like a nonprofit type thing where every episode is like a thesis called Jesus for every attraction. And they don't do anything that's um, younger than 25 years. So they'll t take early Epcot center, early, you know, Disney vacation kingdom of the world stuff. So it's super historical. And I enjoy that because they get really nerdy about like hotel Plaza Boulevard or, you know, Fort Wilderness, things like that, where it's like, who wants to spend an hour and a half talking about the universe of energy? These guys will. And you, <laughs> so I used to listen to them on road trips and I really, uh, I like that show a lot. Sounds like one for us to check out. I've not heard it. Of that I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and find it when we're done. It sounds, it certainly sounds something that I think all sounds of us like street. Sort of they'll up our street they'll do an hour and a half on, on menus from the past. And you're just like, <laughs> okay. But then you listen, you're like, oh, I, I do I remember that. That. <laughs> yeah. that sounds amazing. I've got mm -hmm. loads of cookbooks that I picked up from eBay and things like that, you know, like secondhand ones yeah. from Disney World and stuff. So, um, yeah, I love the retro stuff and I love the, mm -hmm. the geeky the geeky side. So yeah. I'll go with that one up, definitely. Yeah, I must admit, again, shameless plug for some of our previous Wednesday night shows. We, we tried doing Extinct 
attractions in, in each of the parks thinking, oh, we'll just maybe get an hour out of them. So we've ended up, we ended up with just like so much and we left so much out there as well, yeah. talking about things that were no longer in the parks. And I, that sounds an absolutely amazing podcast. I'm, I'm going to go and check it out because mm-hmm. I, I love things that is going back to how it was for sort of the opening of each each of the different parks and how things have evolved. And yeah, I highly right recommend it. Thank you. Brilliant. I appreciate that. And um, if you were visiting and you didn't live nearby, would you stay on site or off site? Um, probably on just for the convenience of transportation and, and things like that. Um, are, do they still an extra magic hours? I mean, I guess there's that whole deal. I mean, you guys come and you're here for like two weeks or something. I, yeah. I love the Brits. You guys really know how to take a vacation, a holiday. I mean, like you actually get rest. It's this fascinating thing. Um <laughs> So uh, if, if I was doing it like you guys, I think I would get the vacation home and stay and just get that just we're here and we're camping out and this is our home base. Um, so if if I was doing what y'all were doing, I'd probably stay off. But being growing up in Florida, I like the, you know, staying on property. Yeah, I think I think we get it. Yeah. We get a lot longer, don't we? We get a lot more holiday from work and stuff as well. Yeah. So yeah. You know, I think, I think from taking a two, a two week trip, it's just one of those things that some of our two week trips are full on all the time. Is mm-hmm. just learning when to take those rest days. Yeah, I think, yeah, which is so important, so important. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to come back from a two week trip and think I need another holiday just because I've been <laughs> at Disney for two weeks. Yeah. Always think that. Yeah. Rolling to work, rolling to work that first day and go. Oh, God. No, yeah. <laughs> the, problem it, is, the problem is most of us roll home from a trip like that and the first thing we're doing is looking for the next flight for the next trip which says a lot about your experience the the worst thing I think I've done is try to use my magic bands to open the door at work (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it doesn't work that's called jet lag or or you put your hands underneath the faucet and the water doesn't start running out you're like oh okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. and, and the famous final question Finding Nemo or Festival of the Lion King? Oh. So I've only seen Finding Nemo one time. And now that I'm local and I'm just like, oh, I really want to go see this. I don't have it at the moment. <laughs> um, so I really love Lion King. Um, that was one of the first films that I ever remember like remember seeing. So I just, I just love the music from that. Um, so that's my choice, almost kind of by default. But I know that Finding Nemo has a lot of original stuff. So I give them props for having their own thing, <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> but final answer, etch a sketch, start at the beginning. <laughs> Festival of the Lion King. We really need to tally up how many votes each have got now so we can come I up with a winner. I don't think we do. Yeah. I think we all know that the Festival of the Lion King wins. I now need to go with the subliminal sort of... <laughs> John Nemo. comes repaired. Do you know what, John? That would be amazing if this wasn't a podcast. I know. It's the visual for those watching on YouTube. That's right. Yeah, this is the, why you watch. The audio description. Yeah. John yeah. moves the picture of Nemo across the screen. <laughs> so, which of the After Hours buddies? Is Jose, Panchito, and Donald. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you actually have an answer for this or whether it's just your opinion. Yeah. 
Um, well, okay, so Jose's from Brazil, so I don't know if that's like a given. Jason, um, <laughs> Colin, Colin is young, so he's a bit more cavalier, so I'll give him Panchito. Um, and he's from Kentucky, and they're big on like you know, like carrying over there, so he has his pistols. And Carlos being the suave one from Brazil, and then Jason has to be Donald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love you guys. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think it worked. Thank you for answering our carousel of questions. My um, pleasure. It's uh it's the way we start with everyone for their first time with us. So it was, it was good fun. Thank you. And um, some really good answers. So, as I mentioned in your big intro, many of the great big British Mickey Waffle community will know you from your guest appearances on Here with the Magic, After Hours, and even recently WCW Radio. Um, and we'll come back to that later. Okay. But you actually I'll be here. have your own podcast, The Zach Brown Show. So, from what I understand, that's been going for almost 18 months. Um, is that right? I, you know better than I do. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. What, what month are we in? Uh, We're in June. Be, we need, yeah, June. June. This will be June. Um, yeah. Holy cow. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're always keen to hear how people get into this type of broadcasting. So how did and why did that come about? So I, at the time, was i just started working in a job where i was mobile like i was i was working for my car doing like i was doing pest control i was you know a lot of people's homes were outside and i was just consuming podcasts like like water and i was listening to different people have conversations and i thought i love this this is fun it's just a good conversation it's people just sharing life and their experiences and you can tell when there's an agenda and when it's just super laid back and it's two people just Let's see where this goes. And honestly, I sat there and I thought, I could do that. I talk a lot and I know a lot of people. So I mean, I'm sure I could ramble on for an hour. We'll see where this goes. And um, so I started making this list of all these people. I've, I've had a very varied um, background of all the jobs that I've had. And maybe we'll get into that. Maybe not. But I've done quite a lot. Um and nothing is, I mean, other, some things have led to another, other things are just really random little pop-ups in my um, vocations, if you will. And I've met so many interesting people in those jobs. And I'm like, man, like that guy is interesting or she is fascinating. And I, I just, people need to know their stories. People need to know about these things. And so my whole thing is I'm really just sharing people that I love and I'm passionate about and hearing their story or what they're passionate about, or maybe something we have in common. I've interviewed a couple of people that I've never met before, which is a terrifying, but two so exciting because there's just that raw, who knows what comes out of this? Like this might be really great, or I may not air this episode, <laughs> but it's really a great thing. Just sharing life. Um, I believe it was CS Lewis who said, friendship happens when one man says to another, you too. And I don't think he was referring to the band from Ireland. I definitely, it's those, it's those commonalities that we all have in life, you know, and we may never have met, 
but we don't realize that we both had a similar childhood or similar upbringing or that we both really, really like peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches, something weird, you know, and just <laughs> that, that was the basis of the show. It's just like, I just want to sit and talk with people and let's just put it out for somebody else to enjoy. You've had so many different guests on there. I mean, just going through the, you know, such an array of different people. Who who has um, exceeded your expectations the most? Because obviously everyone's mm. been fantastic. But who who did you potentially were you worried about interviewing, and who who did <laughs> you think, about? Who did you think just was like the best conversation you've had? So worried worried about not in I was concerned about the quality um but worried about in that i never met this person excuse me and that was um trader brandon brandon Cliley, who is the who's a former imagineer and he designed the trader sam's restaurants and he worked on pandora um just a real fascinating guy and so I, i'd been aware of him but we had never met before so i thought is this going to be casual is this going to be natural are we going to you know, are we going to be able to feed off each other well? And and I think we did. I mean, it was really, it was a fun conversation. And and by the end of it, I thought, I really want to have him back. So that was the most pleasant surprise um, and one that I was concerned about that it turned out to be really great. Um, one that exceeded my expectations. Um, I don't know if it necessarily exceeded my expectations, but it kind of took on a life that I didn't expect was my conversation with Lou Mangello. And first of all, that man is like me who can just talk for days. And it, it's one of my shortest episodes, which was so surprising to me. Um, and my goal was to ask Lou questions or to go in a different direction than he probably usually gets asked. I mean, you guys have had him on. So many people have talked to Lou. Yeah. So, so I thought, man, I, I want this to be worth his time. I want to ask him questions and maybe – offer him the chance to tell stories that he doesn't usually tell. And it was great because I think the very first question he thought, Oh, that makes that I have to think about that or something like that. And I, I was like, Oh, good. <laughs> and Mission so I, yeah. And that was also very special because I I've listened to Lou for years and years and years and have now become, you know, going from being this person off in distance to, you know, personal friends and to, have the honor of having him on my show. It was wonderful. Um, so it was just this kind of neat full circle moment. Uh, you know, for, that was just a special thing for me. I think we've all, we've all kind of, uh, we appreciate that as well. You know, Lou is, um, he's, he's quite the force to be reckoned with, isn't he? In this yeah. sort of space. And um, yeah, he's often referred to as the pod father. Yeah. But uh, you know, he's he's so gracious with his time as well and mm -hmm. and kind to enough just you know, we were really really lucky that he was the second person we interviewed and I don't think we had a clue what we were doing and it was very very different to the first interview that we'd done and it was just yeah. you know, we just sit there and go, "Oh my goodness, no, I'm not sure this is really working." But actually the, it did and it was um, it was fun. It was really fun. And uh, he is inch by inch one of the most wonderful people in the world. <laughs> There's not a lot of inch. He's a very small man. <laughs> Do you know something as well, Zach? And I, and I think that as well. This is becoming a recurring sort of theme from an awful lot of people within within the, the podcasting world as well. You know, we've spoken to other people and they, they talk about like 
and they recognised that we we had him on very early. We'd love to get it back on again. And if you're listening to this, Lou, yeah, please, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to, we'd love to see you back on the Great British Mickey Waffle. Um, but I think Claire just nailed it there. It's the fact that he's so giving of his time mm-hmm. in trying to promote people who are new yeah. and people who are upcoming, and and actually possibly a little unsure of what this this whole sort of medium is about, and and. For us, it was it was something that we've reflected on massively. You know, I think if we could go back and re-record the whole thing, would I think it'd be completely different. But yeah, I think for everybody, you need that to just up your game. And I think that for us, it 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 made us aware that we needed to be a little bit more sort of delving in some of the questions that we were asking. We we needed to ask the awkward thing. We needed to we needed to make the guest feel totally at ease and. Yeah, and and actually step outside that sort of that Disney speak that they've maybe been on other podcasts before and and said and and that's that for us was a massive part of our learning curve and I think the, you've probably found that as well you know and and I think Lou's, Lou's Lou's just set that up and it's it's, it's wonderful to see just how so, how so many of uh, we're all learning from him. Yeah, you know, I, I something to say about Lou that I think is is a is a wonderful attribute. He's he's he just puts you at ease. Yeah. You know, he makes yeah. you feel like you've known him forever and whether you have or not, you know, he always talks about that handshake and a hug. I mean, it's, it's, it's the real deal. And you do come up and he will remember you if you met him 10 years ago. And like you're saying, John, just that he, he wants to give of his time and to help you and do what he can. And I think that is so, so incredibly um, admirable. I think this, I think as well though, Zach, and I think this is where, where for, Lou, he's re- he's recorded. What well, I think he's on what show six hundred and something at the moment. It's and, and you look at the length of time, and and actually to keep that freshness and to keep that real drive, and you know he's probably watched a whole whole lot of people come into the sort of podcasting market. He was he was one of the very first, mm-hmm. and he's still doing it. And and he's seen people come, he's seen people go, he's seen groups of people arrive. Has been. You know, he's probably thought threatened by some people along the way, and he's kept going, and they've drifted off, and they've not been able to maintain that that high standard. That high standard that he puts out, it, yeah. you know, is something to behold, and and it's something that we all sort of, I think we can all we all strive to, yeah, be as be it just quite to have that sort of that level of quality about what we we all produce. It's amazing. Yeah. So, John, are you looking forward to getting to episode six hundred and fifty? I am, I am. Do you know it's, it was great because because looking back on you know you, you know we, we do our homework for these shows, Zach. You see, you know, and so when I'm looking back on your shows and I'm thinking, yeah, you can see that you know you're in the same sort of echelon as as we are. You know, we're we're two years old. We still yeah. got sort of we've got double digit amount of shows, and yet. We're looking at other people who've got like 300, 400, 500, and in Lou's case, 600 yeah. shows under the belt. And I'm thinking, how on earth, you know, how on earth did I think of something different to talk about? Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I have, and, I have no idea how he does it. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. But something and, that he told me early on, and he said, just said, stay in your lane. Don't keep looking at like what everybody else is doing or yeah. how many they have or how many of you. He just said, just stay in your lane and do yeah. what you're doing so well. Yeah. 
And, and I think you guys do that super, super well. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a Disney show, but you talk about other things as well, but the way you do it, the way you've crafted it and created this community, I think it's wonderful. It's so fun. I mean, like right now, I feel like we're all just sitting in a living room, just sharing a conversation, you know, it's yeah. so incredibly comfortable. And I, and I, I imagine that everyone listening to this has that same feeling as just sitting amongst friends. I think it's so well, easy I- to get into that thing where you look at the numbers and you just get stuck on numbers and you then look elsewhere i think it's very that's one of the things that lou we spoke to lou about during our sort of interview was it was just like just carry on with what you're doing yeah. you, you you get to where you want to be mm-hmm. and we actually we don't know where we want to be we, we, just want to, yeah, we haven't got a clue. we're just enjoying <laughs> the ride we just want to be in orlando yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i think as well zach and i think this is this is something we've been really fortunate in the fact that throughout all of this sort of certainly in the UK, we've not been allowed out of the UK for mm-hmm. for over twelve months, and it must be tremendously frustrating for a lot of people, and it and it has been for us. But what we've actually we've we deliberately set out to be very positive about what we put across to our listeners to try. Mm-hmm. You know, people at home need to need to know that there's hope out there. Absolutely, and that, that positivity I think is something that. Uh, you know, I would really like to to think that comes across in our shows, but, but absolutely does. But through the time we've not been allowed to go to Orlando, we should have been in a position where, if you know, we're looking at the numbers, we should have lost loads and loads of people. But we're not because we're actually still talking about a place we really love, and we yeah. we've got so many amazing memories of, and we're still and we're still writing down. Each each and every show, we're still writing down new things that we want to do the next time, and that's yeah. and that's the joy of it. It really is. It's just a complete joy to be able to share, just a chat. And I think, yeah, it could be in the living room. But I think when we spoke to Jason, I think we fin- I think I finished the show with Jason and said we need to just go to Epcot and just have a chat and yeah. have a bit. And just and that's that's <laughs> the really, that's the, that's the really lovely thing about this. We've met so many amazing people. Yeah. And you, you're closer to it, and you're actually seeing them. Yeah, you know that's, that to us is that to us is something that we, we keep seeing you on some of these uh, some of these live shows, and we're like, ah, oh, do you know? Wouldn't it be great if we were so much closer, and we could actually be there? Yeah. So, you know, I think you're right, John. I think that because we haven't been allowed out, well, out of our homes, let alone out yeah. of the country, yeah. for yeah. most most of like last 12, 14 months. I think that as a team, we've probably grown stronger together, but also because we've had to be very outward facing in terms of um, our, not just our content, but how how we keep ourselves positive and the information, things that we put across. I think that we've had the opportunity to make some amazing friendships. And, you know, Zach being here is is proof of that. That, yeah. you know, we've been able to to reach out and, and make connections with perhaps had we not been in the position we were, we may not have done that. So, mm-hmm. you know, there Absolutely. are always there are always, you know, silver linings. And I, I think that for all the horrific things that have happened over the last year and a bit, actually, we as, uh, we're really lucky that we've been able to make those connections. And, um, you know, we will get to Orlando at some point, we will meet yeah. our friends, and we will share a beer. But in yeah. the meantime, we've got some fantastic friends that, you know, just, you know, a few thousand miles away. That's all. Well, things like this, I, I you have to look for the positive things in the midst of everything you're going through. And, you know, you guys have said it like this has drawn us together in a time where everybody was forced apart. We somehow found a way to find each other. It's this really amazing 
anomaly in time, which this could not have happened or been possible at any other time in history. And the fact that I'm having a conversation with you lovely people over in England and I'm here, we've never physically met, but that we already have some sort of relationship is mind blowing. I jokingly say to different people, I said, if you would have told me when I was five years old that someday people across the world would be watching me have lunch and run around Disney World, I, I said, I would be like, one, that's weird. Two, why? But the fact is we found each other in this time. And it has made us closer. It has made you guys as a team all that much closer. And I don't think we we or you would have been able to do what we're doing had it not been for this incredibly tough circumstance that we've been going through. Yeah. I agree. It's complete oxymoron, isn't it? But, you know, yeah. that's kind of where we are. So <laughs> where do you see your podcast going in the future, Zach? What do you see the Zach Brown Show doing? Is it going to carry on as it is or have you got a grand plan someone in someone introduced me to a phrase that is can only be described as possibly the most american thing i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> which is a b-hag a big hairy audacious goal which i have never heard in my life but uh, someone recently introduced me to that phrase um so uh, do you have one of those for the zach brown show I I don't necessarily. I think when I started out, I'd made this grand list of everybody that I wanted to interview. Let me let me back up. I made the list of everybody that I wanted to interview that I knew I could interview. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe about five episodes in, I started putting people on that list that I've never met and I have no business speaking to. But I know people who do have connections. So I thought, mm, there's a little crack in that door, if you will. Um, the, the farther I go, I feel that the show is telling me what it wants to be. And it's slightly even shifting over the last couple episodes that I've added a question to the end. I mean, I, I love when people have questionnaires. I think it's fantastic, especially if you've done your research, you can somewhat prepare sort of. Um, but I asked this new question and it's, what is your legacy? What legacy do you want to leave? when all this is over. And it's amazing to watch people suddenly have to become introspective, to become reflective, to really think like, what do I want to leave behind? Um, and that's something within the last couple episodes. So who knows what in the next three episodes of the show will tell me what it wants to be referring to it. Like it's some living entity, but you know, it, I just, I think it's always going to be refining itself as time goes. I mean, there's people that I've, that are authors or maybe actors that I'd love to reach out to, um, you know, to just sit down and hear their stories and try to ask them the questions that they've not been asked. But my, my, what did you call it? My, my BHAG? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, BHAG. I think when it comes to the point when somebody that I run into says, I listened to one of your episodes and this had an impact on me. That's my goal is I want something that I've done that I've created that I've put out into the world to hopefully improve somebody's day or their approach to this thing we call life, this journey, this, this experience that we all have, whether it's opening up their mind to a new person, a new way of thinking, or just made them giggle and just brought that little bit of light into their day. Um, I think that's my goal is I just want somebody to... 
and I know it's selfish to want somebody to come up and say that because I mean, it's great. But I mean, if somebody just to know that somebody be like, I am better or that I, I, my day is better for having listened to this thing that you took the time to put out. That's what I want. And I know that sounds super pretentious, but that is, that's, that's the, that's the approach. I'm just happy if anyone listens. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm like, Oh wow. There's a couple look at that. All right. We're, we're doing it. (laughs) Someone's taking the time to press play. Yeah. 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 I've just seen by accident. Just rolled on in the car. (laughs) I would, I would also, I, I think I'm totally with you with that, Zach. And I, I've, I've had a couple of experiences. I've, I've, I've gone down like, like everyone keeps saying, I'm old school. So I've, I've written about trips and things like that, and put them online and things like that. But when somebody comes back to you and says they've planned a trip based upon things that I've said in the past, and there's a little bit of pressure, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be in Florida at the same time as you. And can we meet up? And I'm like, yeah, oh, flipping egg. I'm going to get the blame if they don't like it. And, it's just like, <laughs> and it, and it, it is, it's one of those, it's one, it's, it's a, it's such a powerful thing that you actually realize that anything, you know, the internet is such a, a, myst- a weird and mysterious place at times, mm-hmm. but it can be the most marvelous place. And, and, and I think we've already discussed this tonight about how it can bring so many people together. But I, I think what you said there is just such a, a wonderful way of actually thinking of, of how you can take your show yeah. to, you know, to totally, a totally different level. And I, I love, I love the whole thought of, of yeah, maybe somebody and, will listen to us, maybe somebody will listen to us. And, uh, <laughs> and I've definitely made it difficult on myself by, and I've, I've had this discussion with Lou and with Jason with different ones. I said, you know, I made this difficult for myself on the outright because I didn't pick a theme. You know, I said, it's not a sports show. It's not a travel show. It's not a Disney show. I said, they said, well, the, what is it? I said, it's whatever I want it to be. <laughs> I said, if I meet somebody, I go, oh, they're neat. Let's talk to them. And yeah. they don't fit in with, they're not in the sports team. They're not in the travel team. They're not in the Disney theme. Like, that's okay. You know what I mean? I can, I can pick all these different people. Um, but it does make it a little difficult because I thought, well, what if, you know, I put out this show where say somebody is a pastor or somebody is a baseball player or whatever, there's going to be a whole, you know, uh, category of people that couldn't care less about whatever they're doing. But then the very next episode, that might be exactly what they're interested in. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting to see which episodes take off, if you will, that I'm like, wow, this one's going to be great. This is going to be the one. And then you look and go, oh, they didn't really like that one. <laughs> but then you see this other one, you go, well, all right, that was the one that really, you know, checked all the boxes. So, like you it said, it's quite fun to have, to have the versatility of being able to mix and match really who your guests mm-hmm. are and and who who you fancy having a chat with. Well, you know, yeah. I, I we are very much in in that Disney. Uh, sphere because that's what we enjoy to yeah to be fair this show is just so that we don't bore our families every minute of the day because you know what yeah. so, so many times you can have the conversation when the eyes close over so yeah. this is our little outlet of, of, of yep. discussion but to have the opportunity just to go well actually do you know what that guy's really interesting i'm gonna have a chat mm-hmm. with him and see yeah. where this goes or yeah. uh, you know I've never met you, but let's have a chat. A bit like Doug, you know, I've never met you, but I love you kind of a break. You know, let's have yeah. a maybe, maybe, you know, you're the Doug of the <laughs> podcasting world. That's me. Interesting segue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zach. That's really unfair. No, it's fine. Um 
who who's on your list to talk to if you're if you're able to share anyone that you've got up there that you just think I'm never going to get chat to them but I'd love to oh the ones that I would like I would want to but probably yeah. never happen <clears throat> oh I'd love to talk to Robert Downey Jr. that guy's just got mm. such swagger um Bruce Springsteen because I just think Bruce is yeah. I mean there's mm. a reason they call him the boss like Bruce doesn't have to do anything ever for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? He's just, he's always going to be Bruce. Um, I'm not big into politics. I'm not an intellectual, but I mean, I just think just to talk with guys like that, be like mm. guys that came from nothing and pulled it up and now just sit on top of the pile. I love those guys. Yeah, I, I can interject with a nice little Springsteen story because I never get a chance to talk on our podcast about Springsteen. <laughs> and I'm, I'm this is your chance. I'm a massive Bruce Springsteen fan. Um, but you know when you know, I've got two kids, you get a chance. You know, your kids go. You know, they follow all these pop bands and things like that. My kids' first gig ever, Springsteen at Wembley. No, and it's like. So let's start. Let's start it high, lads. Let's just. It's not it. even fair. Springsteen at Wembley. You can go and see any band for the rest of your life, and it'll never be the same. Never. Yeah. <laughs> just thought, there you go. Let's let's get it in. Let's get it in there, like you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. That's that's like starting strong. How do you come yeah. back from that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to, add, to add to that list, I'd love to talk with John Favreau. Mm. I just oh, like. Yeah. He just seems He's... like a really genuine guy. Mm. Yeah. So after all discussions in our recent shows, we've asked our guests to imagine you're hosting a dinner party. Mm. You have one guest of honour already, and that's Mr. Walt Disney, and you can invite five others to enjoy the meal. Who would they be? Well, I've already got you four, so i got to figure out who the other one's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, thank you. The caveat. There are a few caveats, aren't there? I didn't okay. scroll down enough on the question. No. You know the question, though. You don't I know. He's true. So, His memory's going. I know. Those yeah. guests can be any character within parks, films, so any Disney worlds, so MCU, Star Wars, Pixar. Oh, they're fictional um, as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. This is great. Any cast member or Disney personnel employee dead or alive so they're all disney characters disney people any imagineer yeah, yeah. any okay. disney employee dead or alive from the oh, very beginning or okay. any character from any of and the disney got, universe and you got five, five. Oh, five goodness. Um, yeah <laughs> um uh, mark davis one of walt's nine old men I love his sight gags. I mean, we wouldn't have pirates or country bears or jungle cruise or haunted mansion without him. I mean, so many of the funny things that we see in the parks is because of him. So Mark Davis, um, character wise. Oh, this is so much difficult, more difficult than I thought, but I love this question. <laughs> um, figment. Let's do figment. Cause I think that'd be great. Figment would be a fun one. Um, I'm looking at the, my, my Funko bobbleheads to see if I can give me any sort of, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm going pick me. Yeah, I know. I'm looking I'm like, who can I draw inspiration from? Um, let's see. And then I'm just eating at time. Somebody's sitting at their, at their computer going did the, the recording stop. Oh no, he just can't think. <laughs> um, probably blue from the jungle book 
in the coconut top and Hawaiian skirt. <laughs> naturally, naturally, that is that's the that's dinnerware. Kind of kind of <laughs> um, and we said Walt's already there. Oh, okay. How many do I do? I have two more. Two more, more yeah. Two more. All right, then I'm going to just do myself in, and I'm going to pick the Sherman Brothers. Ooh, and I'm going to nice. pick them because I, being a musician and growing up on their songs, I would love, love mm. to just sit and talk. I mean, honestly, the other guys could just be at the table, and I would just want to just sit and talk with Richard Sherman for two, three hours. Yeah, yeah. that that's on my list of of guys that I would love to talk to. And I know that there's ways that I can probably make those connections and I need to get on that probably sooner than later. Oh, wow. um, but that yeah. would be it. That, <laughs> that's somebody that I, I just truly admire mm -hmm. and I'm just grateful for them having been on this earth. Yep. Uh, they are just all inspiring, aren't they? Both yeah. of, you know, just a, you talk about leaving a legacy. Oh yeah. That's the, you know, they are the archetypal uh, person, you know, just the magnitude of catalogue of music that they created yeah. and the skill with which they crafted their art blows my mind every time I hear something. And you can pick a Sherman tune a mile away. You can hear it and you go, well, that's oh, really yeah. Sherman Brothers tune. But then there yeah. are some other stuff that you go, wow, that's, you know, really <laughs> complex music. And I had no mm -hmm. idea that was them. But, you know, I, I'm with you absolutely 100% that I would just – just to have and i love their stuff that gets all like minor and dark like magic mm -hmm. journeys or hushabye mountain from chitty chitty bang bang right. beautiful just beautiful pieces of music we had a, a conversation a couple of weeks ago on the um on the podcast recording we were, we were just having a chat and it, off, off air and I, I mentioned to um peter and jill because they're, they're into music quite a lot so i was saying yeah i was really excited because i've managed to pick up the sheet music for the film of the slipper and the rose which is like my favorite movie ever from when i was mm. a kid and the music's all the sherman brothers and it's just the most incredible score and it's like wow. this is this is not known to theirs it's not a very popular movie you know yeah. Richard chamberlain who is like 100 pretending to be 20 and you know it's not it's not this amazing big blockbuster but the music is unbelievable um, yeah. and really really had an impact on me as a as a child so mm. yeah i think you talk about yeah, leaving a legacy. They're they're kind of oh, they get their right. own they get their own tombstone out the front of uh, Epcot. I think. Can I also, <laughs> yeah, they should do though. Can I just add as well? If anyone's listening to this and has got Disney Plus, the, there's oh, a film yeah. on Disney Plus called The Boys, which oh, is the Sherman Brothers story, and it, it's it's kind of hidden. It's not one of those things that sort of flashes up to you on, on mm -hmm. Disney Plus. But if you go. Do a search on it. It is still there, and it is such an amazing tale. Yeah. And it talks about their entire story, and uh, for good and bad. Yeah, it's, know, it's, tr I, I, it's truly it's, tragic. It's warts it's it and all. Um, but really, please go me. and watch it. It's amazing. But, it's amazing mm, to watch. Definitely. I was like watching that. Or yeah. dinner party yeah. questions, Zach. You did very well. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Others have, have faltered at the... Uh, <laughs> well it, it took me a second but i think i, I think i finished well i was like i think carlos added like all of his family didn't i think oh okay. yeah, and then he said that he was going to get jason to serve dinner which made us yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did and pay for it i think was at the end of it, so, you know yeah. carlos yeah. has got this figured out i know 
Just invite Jason and he can serve and pay. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was just, I was intrigued really because you're talking about music, you know, and, and and I think as well, and this is this is like a precursor for anyone who's, who's listened to the show. And if you put Zach Brown in as a search on Google, the first thing that comes up is the Zach Brown band, which mm-hmm. isn't the Zach Brown with us today. However, you've got quite a musical sort of drift as well. So, you know, what is it about being a musician that drives you and excites you? I, I don't know. I, part of me thinks it has to be something that I was born with. I mean, Claire, you can understand. I don't know about the other, the, the other guys here are uh, musical at all, but it, it's in your bones. You know, I mean, when you're, I feel like we approach even listening to music in a different way. And I don't mean to sound entitled or we're greater than it's just, everybody's got these superpowers yeah. and I, I love music. I just love music. I love there's a, a D over F sharp. I hear that. I'm just like, Ooh, that's good. <laughs> you know, there's certain, <laughs> certain chord progressions or whatever. Um, I've always been around music, whether it was at church or different things like that. Um, nobody in my immediate family is really musical, but it's something that I've always been geared towards. Um, I took piano lessons um, starting when I was about nine and then um, guitar lessons at 13. And then I've just been in different bands and musical groups up until, you know, where we're sitting now. And I love the collaborative process. Like I love, I'm not incredibly talented when it comes to being a musician, but I know it sounds good. And so I liken myself, and I say this in the most humble way possible, I liken myself to either a Walt Disney or a Quincy Jones in that I know what will work. And like if we do A, B, and C, D is going to be phenomenal. And so I can <laughs> I like to surround myself with guys who can do those other parts that I might not know how to do as well as they. So I can say, I need you to do this exactly, and that will be great. And so I love that collaborative getting around and building that sound. And then when you are in the studio or wherever and the finished product comes out, you go, see, that's what I heard. You (laughs) were just coming into the, into the reality of it. I I just love music. It's so abstract. It's so ethereal. Um, Like, you know, if you, if you watch Fantasia, those opening scenes where it's just kind of shapes and colors and things moving around, that's what you feel when you're, you're you're creating or if you've seen soul whenever he goes into the zone and just goes into the blue i literally sat with my family and it popped up and i went that that, that that's exactly it that's what happens i was like you go into this space and it just is happening around you and you're part of it and you're one it's when i feel the closest to god because i'm creating this thing you know what i mean and you and it goes back to like you know the podcast you you've made this thing and then you put it out and you're like here, I made this for you. I really hope you enjoy it. <laughs> so I, I love music. I love, I love being musical and be with others that participate in that sort of deal. <laughs> I think it's that there is something um, unique and um, unparalleled, really, about the, the the ability to share that with other people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I you mentioned you know I sing, I play, whatever, and. I find that singing with others has just enhanced my life in so many different ways. And sadly over here at the moment, we're not allowed to because singing is evil. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like the beginning of like a children's movie or book, you know, like the land where singing is evil. Maybe we should, you know how every good Disney movie starts with tragedy. 
mm. then you know maybe mm. maybe the uh, maybe that's a, that's a new option. But it's um, <laughs> you know I really miss it, and I think it impacts on my life so positively when I'm able yeah. to engage in musical activity with other people. Um, and I hope that I instill that in my children, and that you know they they certainly seem to appreciate that. And John, I know that Joe is a drummer, and yeah. you know he he loves it. And Ben, your musical. You play piano and, you know, I think amongst us all, we, we all have very similar experiences. And I think that it, the, the opportunity to share something you love with people who also yeah. love it is, is re- remarkably, um, I say it's abstract, but it's, it, it's something that brings you together. Uh, and yeah. you don't have to speak. You don't have to say anything. You just feel it. Yeah. I mean, for those who bake or they, they do sports, I mean, everybody does something that they just connect with and you can't describe it any other way of just like, it's part of who you are as a, as a human, you know, and then you just, you eventually kind of figure that out. You're like, Hey, you know, I kind of have a knack for this and not in a cocky way. You just kind of realize like, I kind of gravitate towards this thing or these people or this whatever. And when you're with those people doing that thing that you all love, again, it comes back to the, you too, you know, it's like, here we are. And it's just like, wow, this is, this is what it's about. I love that. Um, yeah, and I, I feel it when we're in Disney. It's just one of those things you know you're surrounded by other people that have that same passion and interest and just you're there to enjoy it and just soak in the atmosphere. You can always tell when there's someone rushing from ride to ride or whether someone's just sort of just taking it easy and just seeing yeah. what happens. It's powerful. Yeah. So I'm just squiggling down my script a little bit and going on from the disney thing um what's your earliest disney memory zach obviously you you're from florida but not Mm -hmm. orlando correct you're from somewhere yeah that that that, so i don't know where that is okay i'm very (laughs) ignorant about floridian I, I we need a geography lesson incoming, yeah, I think. So, yeah, Pensacola is about as northwest as you can get without hitting Alabama. Yeah. Um, so, okay. for, for instance, my grandparents' house was only about, you know, it was like a 5K from my house. I mean, not far at all. And they live on the, a wa- they live on the water on Perdido Bay. And you can see Alabama across the water from their house. I mean, it's that close. Like when we would get in their pontoon boat and ride around in the summertime, you know, we'd actually cross into Alabama waters. So it's, it's very, very close. Um, it's on the Gulf coast. So I'm very much a Florida boy raised, you know, in the, the bays, the bayous and the, the Gulf. I mean, I'm a beach kid. Um, so Disney was only about a seven and a seven hour, six and a half hour drive. So we would go once a year, sometimes twice, depending on if we had an annual pass that year or not. Um, my first trip was when I was nine months old. So I don't remember a whole heck of a lot of that one per se. I, I have a really strange memory where I can really remember far back. So I do remember kind of flashes an image, but I'd say my earliest memory when I was a, just about two. Um, and Jason, and I were actually talking about this the other day that there's certain, we talk about smells being such a, uh, a, a trigger for memories that I can remember the smell of certain sunscreens, um, while being in the park. And so I can remember being on the bridge right in front of Splash Mountain. And I can remember being in, when it was still Mickey's Starland, what is it now, uh, Storybook Circus. And I can remember just the smell of like the plush figures. And for those of you that have been going to Disney long enough, 
um, at the yacht club, their store, which I don't know what it's called now, but anyway, used to have a, like a Mickey statue in the middle where he was in like a, a boat with like a big wave. Google it. If you're driving, pull over and Google it. Don't do it while you're driving. Be safe. We promote safety here on the great British Mickey waffle. Um, but I can remember those early things and as silly and unbelievable as it sounds, I was really into all those little details very early on and just being at the resort. Um, so my earliest memories are things like that, where it's like kind of smells or glimpses. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean really stuck out. That was always my favorite ride growing up. A special, the, you know, when you're in, in the queue and right at the end, over on the right, there's like the ship in the distance kind of looking out over the water that was like mind blowing to my young little mind i mean in my mind that was the boat the actual boat that we go past once you're after the drop in my mind we were just somehow seeing into this other part of the ride it was off in the distance and that was the magical thing to see this boat in the distance and oh we're going to be there in a second i love that did you ever believe you were inside or did you in your head were you outside pirates because i don't think i ever really worked out that we were inside outside you know i for ages i guess in my my little mind we went inside so we were just inside and we were riding in the daytime now i gotta i gotta tell a fr on a friend of mine we were probably about 16 or so and we were down at disney on a trip and we didn't get around to pirates until late in the evening so it was dark out and we're about halfway through the attraction. Guys, I can't make this up. We're right about at the auction scene. And this guy looks up and he looks around. He goes, man, I wonder if this looks much different in the daytime. And you guys, I thought he was kidding. But he said that. And I went, what? And he, you know, like he had lobsters crawling out of his ears. And he goes, I wonder, you know, does it, does it look a lot different in the daytime? And I went, Justin. We're inside. You can see the sprinkler systems on the ceiling. The sky doesn't have that. So I, I love to know the fact that there are people that truly, you know, um, believe that this is an outdoor experience. Yeah. We have a story about pirates, don't we? The first time we went on it, we didn't realize there was a drop. Well, we didn't. There wasn't a drop. There wasn't one. Can't remember Can't the drop, remember a the, drop first at all. Time. the first time I went on it. Set the year later we go on it. It's like, where did this drop up come from? <laughs> yeah, we don't remember it on the first one. That's you were like mouth open, aghast at what was going on, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you, if you, uh, Zach, have you been to Disneyland Paris? I've not. I would love to. From the pictures that I've seen of like the castle and the the, what, there's like a dragon underneath or something there crazy like that. Yeah. That looks so cool. But the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland Paris has uh, two drops in it, Ooh. and one of them is probably double the length of the one in Florida. It's oh wow! It's actually like a proper. They did it right. Yeah, 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 and it's the the story is in the correct order in Paris, which is quite good. <laughs> Other than you know. Kind of how it is in Orlando. Um, <laughs> Pirates is there. There are a number of attractions in Disneyland Paris that are different, but uh, in some cases improved on what happens in uh, Florida. I think mm. certainly uh, Big Thunder Mountain. Yeah, it's on like an island or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you go That's through cool. a, the island. Tunnel, you go under the water in a tunnel to get up onto the island to do the rest of the coaster. And, oh, you know, that's so cool! It's dark, it's fast, it's windy, and it's uh, yeah, it's quite raining often as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you get out the other end, it's chucking it down. But that would be incredible. An, it's an amazing attraction. Hmm. So yeah, I think there's that. Yeah, add it to your list of places to go. Definitely. So you're talking. You're talking as well about sort of being. Disney from a very young age, and, and I, you know, I, I didn't. I, in some respects, I, I'm the complete opposite. I was, I was late into the Disney party, and uh, that's probably sustained a whole lot of spending from my yeah. point. Of view. But when you're there so young, and I, I have asked this question, I, I don't know if it was Colin. I can't remember who had actually asked the same question to. But when you're there so young, how do you sustain that love? And, and and that whole passion that you know that comes across mm. in, in everything that you're doing just now but you know you go through your teenage years you know th there is a push against anything as a teenager but you know what was it what was that what's that journey been like from that first introduction right up until where you're at today that's a good question um i would say well first of all my family are all big disney people so it's just here it's we're indoctrinated <laughs> you know um there's a difference between childish and childlike and i think that our family very much looks for those childlike moments where you really embrace the simplicity and you embrace like the joys those things like that so as i got older my disney journey shifted i was a very frightful child um so like tower um splash mountain was something i didn't do till i was 10 years old i mean i was Kick, literally kicking and screaming to get off the ride. I made a cast member cry. It's a whole thing. It's traumatic. But so <laughs> that's a story for another time. But, <laughs> but so it, it went from this place of like, now it's kind of the scary thing. And there are these things that I don't like doing. And I just want the safety of the people mover um, to then like really wanting to be an Imagineer. And so then it was the, it was almost like a passion project. How much more of this can I figure out? So any book, any interview, any podcast, um, you know, whatever, something on YouTube that I could find that would give me a, another clue of how to do this and how to approach this game that's really nice. constantly moving. Um, and, then, and, and, you know, going back to Lou, you know, just, I mean, I've been listening to Lou since I was probably 13 or 14. That's going to make him feel super old. Um, <laughs> but just things like that, where it's like the top tens or here's how to appreciate this place. Here's, here's these little details. And I'd be that kid that like you guys were saying about driving your family nuts, be like, Oh, you, you know, if you look over here, there's going to be this thing, but it, that's supposed <laughs> to look like this. Now, if you lift up this mat, there's going to be a key here. And it's really fast. And after a while, I was just like, okay, good. You know, and, it, and it's yeah. just kind of shifted over, you know, with, with maturing and getting older and things like that. So I feel like it's just kind of, it's like a river and just kind of courses into different spaces and different, um, different things that I appreciate about it. And so it went from, you know, just a kid loving Disney world to all just the nerdy trivia details that I could get to. And then it was like, okay, now that I'm local, I'm looking for the things that either I really love and I want to take the time to do that nobody else wants to do or what's something I haven't done in years or maybe what's something we have never taken the time to do or to play off of a Jason thing, you know, like what's a little nook or an area of the park or the resort that I've never really explored before. And let's just yeah. kind of camp out here for a little bit. Let's get a drink and just, let's just chill. So 
it kind of just is kind of evolves. And I think that's really what has sustained me and my love of this place is that, well, first of all, they're always building new things, but secondly, looking for new ways to enjoy it. Does it get frustrating? You, you, you mentioned about lifting the mat and looking for the key. And, you know, obviously you're there much more often than, than we are. That we are. You know, do you not get frustrated when you're talking about this? And you, you talk about things with such a passion for Disney, and yet there are people who say, oh, I'm on my 10th trip. Oh, did you know there's a key under the mat? Yeah. No, that's the first I've heard of it. Yeah. Does that frustrate you? Because I don't know about any of us guys, because... I think we're on a different sort of echelon because it's always new to us every year we go. But yeah. you know, if, you, if you're there in the park so often, it must be you don't know. <laughs> it's not that that's what gets me. It's yeah. the people that will come in and they'll go, we've been here so many times. We're just bored of it. And we always have joked with our family, we always said, they're doing Disney wrong. <laughs> Where if you're here and you're bored, first of all, I mean, you need to count your <laughs> yeah. blessings. Look where you are, what you're able to be doing. But yeah. secondly, it's like, man, if you're bored, then you're either not, A, trying something new. Two, you're with the wrong people if you're not, if you're not having a good time. But, you know, just like, go do something new. You can't something that I discovered in the last handful of years is when people get frustrated on vacation or with memories, whether it's just a holiday at the house, you know, is they're trying to re they're trying to take the same memory that they made before and make it happen the exact way again. And then when it doesn't invoke the same emotion, they're frustrated. Well, you're a different person. Now you have to try something new. You have to eat someplace new. Or if you go to this place that you really like, try a new menu item. You know, do find something new. You can't just keep, you know, following ABC formula and expect it to be just as exciting. So it's like for the long, we literally every single year go to Magic Kingdom, you go left, go to Magic Kingdom, you go left. I remember the first time that we went in and went to Tomorrowland, I was like, no, we always ride pirates first. What are you talking about? And when we rode Space Mountain first, it was like, well, this is new. And I'll never forget that trip. Because it was this yeah. new experience. Yeah. It was new muscle memory. And we didn't get to yeah. pirates till later in the day. And we, wait, we, we always eat at Cosmic Rays. Why are we eating at Columbia Harbor House? What is this place? I don't know what they have here. <laughs> you know, you got to find those new things that keep it interesting for you. And so when I see those people around where they're like, yeah, I didn't know that this was here. Or we just, we just see this show or we do this. It's just like, you're missing it, man. <laughs> I think. I think we all feel like that as well. You know, it's a case of, you know, we're planning a two week trip and it's like, um, you know, our next trip should be three weeks. And it's like, we've, we, you know, as a family, we've had this yeah. conversation. It's just, let's do new stuff. Let's eat in places we've not eaten. Let's try and do yeah. things that we haven't done. So, you know, let's push out of our own comfort zone because we're very much, you know, that always go to the same places, go to the same yeah. route. Because you, you like know. it. Yeah. You go to World Showcase, you go to Mexico first. You know, there is those. So are you going to go right this time, Claire? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but we are going to try some new things. You know, we're, we're, we're looking at going to Beer Garden, which is not Ooh. a restaurant that I have ever wanted to go to, but I've been yeah. told by friends that it's like the most amazing experience. So, you know what? We'll give it a go. Um, and then I can make a judgment based on experience rather That's than right. assumption. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I, I, I think that all for that. Yeah, I think that that description though 
Zach about it being muscle memory. You know, I think that's that's certainly one thing. And I hope anybody anybody in the UK who's listening to us talk about this and, and it's maybe their first trip or the second trip or third trip or whatever. It's one of those really strange things that you, you actually you get told so much. There's too much to do within two weeks. There's too much to do within a month. So what you really do need to do is make sure that you make it your trip. Yeah. When you get the, when you get the chance to do it, you get the chance to make it the trip again. Don't do the same. Go and do the bits that are different, and yeah. go and see the bits that. And and I think it was it was Jason. I think I was talking to, and and it was it was really lovely because he'd actually he'd remarked on uh, one of the uh, lunch breaks. Um, when he was in Magic Kingdom, and when he when it actually he 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 quoted something that I'd said, and that I think we've said as a group so many times is is basically the slower you go, the more the magic comes to meet you. Yeah, within within the whole of Disney, and 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 that took that certainly took us a long. It took us a, it took us about three or four trips to actually understand that. But once yeah. once once you're secure and know, yeah, I'm going to come back again. And once you actually just t- take that little step back and just that awareness that it's okay to just have a coffee and to just yeah. look and absorb and just 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 take in where you're at. And, yeah. and once once we've done that, every trip from then on, we don't have a set way of going into Magic Kingdom. We don't have a set way of doing Epcot. We just go and we just in the in the Nemo song we go with the flow. And it's beautiful because actually it becomes totally different each and every mm-hmm. time. And each and every occasion we go into the park, something different happens, something different. Can, you know, we, we find something different. And, and I love that. And I would yeah. love that. If I, lived, if I lived there, I would still be seeking out those things. I still, I know that I still haven't seen and I still haven't had the absolute joy of just being able to spend you know, half an hour sitting and watching the ducks. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you've just found your like subline, you know, it's the great British Mickey waffle. Let the magic come to you. Yeah. No, it is though. Surely someone's already now taken that tagline. Uh, Oh, we could use uh, watch the ducks. (laughs) 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 We've done that. We've done that. You've got so to. coffee You've is got a big to. thing, isn't it? It's it, you know yes. everyone likes to grab a coffee, and actually I'm a big fan of the Starbucks that they have there, and you can get some great drinks. Uh, Zach, what's your favourite coffee to grab when you're in Magic? When you're in, say you're Ooh. walking up Main Street, what, what, what would you be your menu item of choice? Well, I'm gonna pass Main Street and hook a right into Tomorrowland because I'm a Joffrey's guy. Oh, are you? I was, was going to ask Joffrey's or Starbucks. I am one hundred percent. I I say no to the siren, and I go to the <laughs> I go to Joffrey's. Um, in fact, basically, almost exclusively in my household, we drink the Joffrey's Disney blends. Like right now in my mug, I've got Victorian Alberts. Um, the wave is great. These so are completely. You can get shipped over, and the shipping is, is free over fifty dollars. So you know, big boxes arrive. So yeah, there's your justification. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. What have we got in our, our coffee machine at the moment? I think Dan. What did he put in there? I think he put Yachtsman in there. Mm, that's had, so good. We had um, Sanar recently, uh, but I think we've got Yachtsman in there at the moment, and we've got Riviera to put in next. So mm, I haven't had that one yet. I do like so. the Kona. Yeah, Kona's Kona nice. Kona. Yeah. We've got the in-room French roast at the minute, mm-hmm. That's which really is nice. really nice. 
Yeah, the three I've got at the house right now are is French Roast, Victorian Alberts, and I believe The Wave. Yeah. I haven't tried oh, either. I think. Artist uh, Coin was really nice. It was. Yeah, mm. it is, it's dark. It's really, really mm. hefty yeah. coffee. But um, yeah. I haven't tried Victorian Alberts. I, I'm a bit worried I'll... Did we try Victoria and Albert's? Yes, we did. It was We did have Victoria and Albert's. Can I just add something to our regular listeners? That once again, there's another item from the Great British Mickey Waffle that's going to cost you money. It just keeps coming up again and again. If it's not if it's not DVC, it's about buying different things that you can get. Or VIP tours. VIP tours, deluxe it's, resorts, moderate. It's, <laughs> it's, like, it's so funny because it's it's costing me money as well. Because I keep going, oh, I've not done that for ages. I can fancy some Joffrey's coffee tomorrow. We need to do a show of free stuff at Disney World. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do a show of all the stuff that you can get for free. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just to make sure we don't promote it because Mr. Chabek might be listening and get rid of all the stuff. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Be a Mr. Chapek will be charging us for the magic next. That way. <laughs> <laughs> Chargeable <laughs> by the hour. Those uh, those little gremlins are listening, John. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, ticket prices, they already are, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, exactly. yeah. But yeah, if, if Joffrey's want to uh to sponsor the podcast, we'd be very happy. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Love Joffrey's. Mm. I have to say, I'm happy to drink Joffrey's or or Starbucks. I'm not bothered. If Joffrey's want to send us some t shirts to wear, I'm quite gladly, you know, I'll change my waffle one as well. (laughs) But also, also, I did notice, Zach, you actually you have got your podcast t shirts available on T Public as well. So so I will give a shout out to you and a little bit of a free plug there. Thank you. Actually, they look rather small. Nice. They look rather. I re- I think they look rather good. So we are. Thank you. They're very soft. Yeah. They're 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 like t-shirts. Expensive t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. I do. I've, I've got to say. So yeah. Anyone who's listening, that's got his own his own t-shirt range as well. So. I'm a t-shirt now. You know you're on a t-shirt. You've made it. Yeah. And they're and they're very soft. So there's that. So, Zach, with all the uh, Disney projects that were announced at D23 and all the things that have been um, suggested, planned, moved, delayed, which of those things do you want them to just get on with and finish first? Which the, which <laughs> of those things is like the, the thing you're going, come on, I need to have this in fingertips. I need to experience this. Okay. So I would say probably Guardians. Because I know that that's going to be a much so one. It's a it's something we've not seen before. Like I, I I think it's cool when we see something that another park has, and you're like, oh, I'd really love to ride that. Oh, neat, we're getting one here. But there's something so special about the one and only of something. So I love that surprise factor, not knowing what's coming. Um, so there's that. I really want them to finish Tron, but honestly, I, at this point, I really want them to finish just enough. 
that we can get the train going again because that's just me. <laughs> um, but I, but it, as far as like, if I just picked one, definitely um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That just because it's massive. I mean, it can't. It's they've never built anything like it. The ride vehicles are wild. I just, I'm, I'm really intrigued to what we're going to be getting with that. Even though they painted blue, you can't really hide it. <laughs> that's that's a big honk of yeah. it's certainly large isn't it and mm -hmm. the, what they could supposedly the fit yeah. three spaceship earths inside the box i mean good gracious that's yeah. volume that's wise box. and isn't it disney's first storytelling coaster yeah and then it's yeah. got like the first backwards launch and oh the first launch yeah yeah it's yeah. it's got a lot going on yeah oh, i cannot wait I just, I love it. So it's going to be amazing. I can't wait to ride it. I'm with you on that clown. Yeah. And what songs wait. are we going to get that go along oh, with yeah. it? Yeah. The soundtrack's I mean, got to be incredible, surely, hasn't yeah. it? It's yeah. be are we going to see many animatronics like Groot, Rocket? Rocket. Right. So I many. Think like, we'll see them in the queue lines, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. We'll be going too fast on the actual mm. ride and spinning too much. <laughs> I don't know. Because the whole point of it is you're supposed to spin around to a certain bit and then you have like a show scene and then. It's it's basically going to be the haunted mansion on crack. I mean, it's just going to be just <laughs> shooting through and rotating what they want you to see, and just you're yeah. moving like it's. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for it. It's going to be yeah. wild. I'm I can see it, that. Yeah. I can see that in the tagline for the Disney advertising <laughs> phone already. Are you going to be? Where, you know, you wanted to be Imagineer. Maybe you could just be like the, the, the marketer. <laughs> I'm their pitch there. man. I'm just sending them the yeah, idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. Write this out. Team. <laughs> I'd be the guy down at the other end of the table, be like, "How about and they go?" No. <laughs> uh, wonderful. I just kind of hope that the uh, the queue line has like an animatronic dance off in it or something. That would be really cool. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> and certainly, I want Drax to be there. Mm -hmm. so, like, Invisible. What, in plain Invisible. Sight, okay, moving like, really yeah. slowly. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be amazing. Or, or, or him just saying, Where's Gamora? Why is Gamora? Who's Gamora? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much content in Guardians that could be used to mm -hmm. enhance an attraction like that. Yeah. That's the problem that it's trying to. I expect that, you know, I'd love to hear from the Imagineers that are designing it and how they're limiting what they use. That would be. Yeah, because the, the concept, there's so many different things, that, and that's before we get to the next movie. So, you know, all the different stuff that they could be using. Um, and the I, thing about these attractions, like every time they do something, it blows our mind, right? And and the fact that we know that they're already working on something else and that the technology has already jumped leaps yeah. and bounds at this point. Ever, like when I rode Rise of Resistance for the first time, I walked out mouth agape. There were three Imagineers. There was the opening weekend. Um, and there were there were three Imagineers there. And I walked out and I just went, Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then my very next thought was, how on earth are they going to top this? Yeah. But you know that they will because they're Disney and that's what they do. They are in, they are the, what is it? They are the the dreamers of the, the dreamers of dreams and the singers of songs, something like that. That's someone much more eloquent than I said it. Um, but they're, they're making these things. Their job is to say, yes, and. You know, I, I, I see your rise of resistance and I raise you. Blank. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, who knows what's coming next? It's going to well, be. It's when you see like the animatronic Spider-Man. 
That's like, really? Yeah. Right. That's just brilliant. That's what's yeah. coming next. Yeah. I think to have the ability yeah. to have a concept of something abstract or just a thought process and, and even to be able to sketch it and then go, right, and this is how we're going to make that happen. This is how yeah. we're going to create it. This is what mm-hmm. it's going to look like. This is how it's going to how it's going to feel for the guest when they're experiencing it. That mm-hmm. is just an incredible talent to have. And I just I, I don't know how these people's brains work, but and how they're wired. That makes no sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, like and that. to have the confidence to know. Oh, and we can. Like yes, they can. Yeah. If and if anybody's gonna figure it out, it's gonna be these guys. You know. I mean, it's just what a group to be a part of. Yeah, totally yeah. mind blowing. And if it's something that they can't do straight away, you know, it's always on the back burner somewhere. There's always something that. Oh yeah. Someone designing how you can do it in the in the meantime. Yeah. Let's do this while we're working out how we can make yeah. that possible because that's well, going to happen at some point. We all want to see them make a new or whatever journey to imagination. I mean, I think we, we've been, we've been beating that drum for a long time, but like Ben said, I think that's the thing. I think they have ideas, they have plans, they have things they want to do. I just believe in my heart of hearts, my Epcot center loving self that they are waiting till they have the ability to execute because that's a huge decision, time, finances, whatever, like they got to do this and do it right. So I think once they finally get to the point when they can do what they want to do that is going to be just gangbusters i mean it's going to be the most insane thing that we've seen in a long time yeah and it'll be for the whole of that pavilion as well Mm -hmm. yeah you know and i I think i think that's the other side as well i think that 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 whole pavilion just needs uh a hug and a lot of love (laughs) Um, it, just needs, that's all it, needs. it just it needs a good it cuddle. Yeah. That's all it needs. And, and just imagine it. Just need to go so the, the best, the best thing about the pavilion is in the DVC lounge that we go into upstairs. You got it. That's so sad. What you? What's the best part of that pavilion? Free coke. Yeah. Free coke. They, yeah. they have a coke freestyle machine up there. That's that's free tea and coffee. Yeah. Uh, that's not. It's not very Disney, but it's also, I think that, that again goes back to what we're saying. It, it needs just looking at, mm. and I think it, it's not just going to be the ride. It's going to yeah. be the whole pavilion. And I, and I think that's mm. once, once they get, once they get it all straight and they get it all sort of in the, the confines of we can do it mm. and we can do it properly. You know, and, and I think that was, that's been the saddest thing in the past 12 months, hasn't it? Is all that stuff from D23 of, you know what we're nearly nearly two years down the line yeah of how exciting all of the plans for epcot were going to be and they've, they've plowed on they've got rid they've got rid of the fountain nations and they've kept true to some of what was there yeah and we just we want to see it through to final fruition and we know that i think we're going to see some of those things that we we thought were sort of pushing the boundaries to start with yeah. they're not going to come they're not going to be there but I still think imagination. Imagination Pavilion is definitely got to be top of their list. Let's get it. it let's is. get it sorted. Let's get it sorted. I think once Harmonious is there to distract enough people, they can just work on it. Yeah. Well, the flailing legs of the. I tell, you, I tell you, every time I see Epcot at the minute, it just round world showcase. It's distracting enough for me. I tell it's you, it's just, like, it's just like it's just like 
There's it looks big... like Ozzy Osbourne moved in. There's so much stage rigging and whatever. Yeah. And it, it's a big hullabaloo right now. Yeah, yeah. When you see the water, it just looks like a burst water main. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get somebody out there to fix that thing. You know, you know, Spider-Man, Doc Ock, and his arms are just like. <laughs> oh, yes. Or someone's chopped the hose and it's just like spraying around like some comedy. It's either that, maybe it's one of Bob's ideas of selling more umbrellas in Florida. <laughs> or ponchos. 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 We sell we sell loads of them in Paris, but we don't seem to get rid of that many umbrellas and their ponchos in Florida. Let's do something about that. <laughs> I still think it's the right theming. If the wind is blowing in the right direction, they've got the water going and it's raining in the UK. Perfect. Well, there's gonna. I feel like there's gonna be signs where it says you've now entered the splash zone. <laughs> when, you, when you come across the bridge to uh, the World Showcase, a yeah. refreshment port. Suddenly, it's like put your ponchos. It's a poncho. dry somehow. Yeah. That's great. I don't know. I do you know what we all joke about it. And I, in the back of my mind, I just have this hope that I'm going to be proved wrong. And that this new show is going to be incredible and harmonious is going to be everything we want it to be. Yeah. And actually the fact that those ugly metal tacos are not going to be seen, they're just going to have the most outstanding, what the, the, the product is going to be so much better than the sum of its parts. I think just that's in the back of my head is like, please let this work. And I, I don't yeah. know why I worry about it because I've been proven mm -hmm. That that every single time that absolutely yeah. happens. So yeah. you know, just you're saying that you know, rise of the resistance. They can pull that off. Why would this be any different? I think it's just they're getting to that point of being able to confidently go. Yeah, they got it right yet again. Well, because I said this. Is... I said this on Lou's show. I I genuinely feel. Oh my goodness! I feel for the team that is working on Harmonious. Mm -hmm. Every part, whether they're the music guys or the firework guys or whatever, they have such an impossible job. And I compared it to this. I said it's like having to go on stage after Queen at Live Aid. Like you know, <laughs> those guys were standing in the wings and just went, "Oh, come off it!" Like there's no way that I'm going to be able to. Like, are you kidding me right now? So to have a show like reflections of earth that is so emotionally i would say, venture to say a spiritual experience for anybody to have to come after that and go yep we can <laughs> we can match that or do you better like man good on them the fact that they're going that they're taking on that challenge my hat's off to those guys and i i wish them nothing but the best i i want to be proven wrong i'm i'm very much sitting on the skeptical side where i'm going Ugh, guys, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not seeing it, but I, I want so desperately to be proven wrong that when we're all gathered yeah. around that lagoon going, my heavens, this is quite the thing like that we, we, we tell people you have to see harmonious. I want that so badly. So I think here's on the other side of it is you've got, it's been so long since there's been any sort of nighttime, nighttime entertainment that I think we're all just wanting something to come back. One of those things, if someone sets up one firework, it's more than what we've had in the past. <laughs> Cast members of sparklers. It has been a very strange thing leaving the parks of an evening where yeah. no nothing happens. It's yeah. like, because Disney's a show. They always say that, you know, and cast members enter, they're on stage. And so at the end of the night, it's just, all right, we go home now. You, yeah. there's there's no yeah. like 
Ta-da! Yeah. It's very, it's been very strange. It's been like you have this big wonderful day, and it's almost anticlimactic. So just in in that that kiss goodnight, that grand finale, you need that. It's it's part of the Disney Park experience. Need to hear we go on. You know, mm. the, just play it. Just play it from like nine through uh, ten. Just <laughs> yeah. on the loop. Yeah. It's time to go home. It's time that comes home. It's time to get kicked out. Secure it and get rid of me. Just just mop your tears. It's time to leave now. I've got to say, Claire, I know I've said this many times before, and I think it's also worth memory. It's just like, I just hope the Imagineering team for Harmonious didn't have anything to do with Rivers of Light because I think everybody knows how much yeah. I detest what Rivers of Light Mark One, Two, and goodness knows whatever Mark. That's the reason it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. single-handedly just... killed Rivers of Light. Yeah. I don't think it was me on the own. Yeah, I had nothing to do with John. <laughs> I had the I had the fortunate luck never to have seen it, so uh, I can't. Oh, I tried. It. I tried so many times. I really did, and I. And it's still, it's still that same gag. Mm. It's the word that rhymes with light. That <laughs> I can only describe it as, and that's that's all I'm going to say about it. It just didn't yeah. do it for me. And and Epcot needs something much bigger, yeah. better, and something that is is going to blow everyone's socks off. I know Ben and Becky, you were very, very fortunate that on your last trip, you actually got some fantastic video of. Um, Epcot forever, Epcot forever, and and I I, I tell you what, yeah, that to me that was that was excellent. So if harmonious doesn't work, we at least know that they can maybe revert back to that in a hurry. So those big metal structures in the middle of it, yeah, the guys are going to use the jet ski. Which has to be the coolest job in Epcot. What do you do? Oh, I I ride the jet ski at night with the kites that do the whoosh thing. Like you can't get cooler than that. Yeah, yeah. On the jet ski at Epcot. First time I saw that, I went, "Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome!" Yeah. That's a great so job. Cool. Where do you put the job description for that? What does that look like? The person's What's your reference for your previous job? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Epcot. Yeah. I never wrecked my jet ski in Epcot. Yeah. <laughs> Until putting Everyone's those darn tacos. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, play chicken. Um, <laughs> so if you had, um, as our friend Lee would say a little bit about armchair imagineering opportunity here for you and your your desire to be an imagineer when you were younger if you had the opportunity to build a fifth park for Walt Disney World uh, only using extinct attractions what would that look like in the Zach Brown fifth park oh my goodness this would be wonderful um I would have to have horizons to me horizons was the perfect attraction um something great about those Epcot the or the fir- first class, if you will, of Epcot attractions, they were long. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like I waited in line for an hour and I'm out of here in two minutes. I mean, you were in there for like 15 or 20. I mean, and you experienced this thing. So definitely horizons, um, 20,000 leagues under the sea. Um, I, I've <laughs> always loved that movie. And so just those, those Nautilus, they're just, it's steampunk. It's fun. Um, I'm trying to think what has left us that I I miss so dearly. Um, 
I well, okay. I would restore Country Bears to the full version, not the shortened version that we have now. It's a simple thing, but I, I wish for that. <laughs> and oh goodness, what I I, I want Toontown back. I, I liked Toontown. I, mean, I, lo- I love Storybook Circus, but I want Toontown. Give me that Toontown section where you can go. Things. It's just, it's fun. It's so fun. I remember fun. going in Minnie's house and just oh, having that little walk through with her kitchen mm-hmm. and the toaster. Yeah. And the, oh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's Delta Dream house. Flight. Probably oh, Delta. Yeah. I loved Delta Dream yeah. Flight. Great music. It was, you were literally flying through yeah. a storybook. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, the great movie ride. What am I thinking? Absolutely the great movie ride. I miss that so much. Um, I went in whenever it was the last time that I rode Mickey Minis, and and I was like, "This is such a great attraction. This is fun. This is wonderful." But I was like, "But I really miss the great movie ride." So, so I, we I haven't do that. done Mickey and Minnie yet. It's um, and I've been trying desperately to avoid too many ride through videos of it because yeah, I, it feels like it's one of those things you need to experience for the first time in person. I don't know. Is it Becca Ben? You have you read? Have you been on it? No, no, so, no. you haven't. So no. we have. We haven't no. had that opportunity to experience it yet. So yeah, you know. stay stay away. What the one thing that I will say that's a little difficult, and I could see possibly coming back, hopefully by the time that you guys are here, um, especially now that they're shifting social distancing and things like that. To me, what really set that attraction on the right note is the pre-show. And so once the parks reopened uh, yeah. after mm-hmm. COVID and they were not doing pre-shows, they were just kind of walking you through. Yeah. The pre-show gave you the why, if that made any sense. Mm-hmm. It told you what was happening, why it was happening, and what it, it set the rules, if that makes any sense. So if mm-hmm. you if it you didn't have that experience, you're like, Well, this is a cute story, but I don't get really what's going on. It gave all yeah. the context and it had some really simple but really great practical effects that you don't experience without. And so they would literally have a cast member come up and say, so this is what's happening. Go enjoy the ride. (laughs) So I hope that's something that they bring back here uh, shortly, which I I can see them doing that. I saw that this week, literally probably the last couple of days that um, more social distancing markers have been lifted. I saw yesterday that now they are, um, on the Skyliner, they're putting parties together that are not just with themselves. So that's oh, wow. very encouraging uh, mm-hmm. to see that we're kind of getting into that space again. So hopefully you guys will be able to get the full full experience. Fingers crossed. I've heard the song because that's, that's, a, that's a song. <laughs> it gets in your head. You're walking for about an hour after and all of a sudden you're whistling and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> it's it's like small world. It's you've done it once. It's like oh no, no two days just... later you still so where did that come from? Like, two days, why? two years later, <laughs> two, years. <laughs> two decades with it's a small it's, world. Yeah, that's, that's the sign of an amazing piece of music. Is that if it's yeah. one of yep. those things that someone mentions the name of it and you can hear it, that's yeah. do you know what? There are a, you know a handful of pieces of music that. Mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. can do that most people can do that and it's a small world is one of those amazing just the, right. the hook of, of that that tune is incredible and and how how the shermans did that just completely innately is beyond my you know yeah. my comprehension really but it's uh yeah it's everyone's uh pain is everyone's gain as well because you know <laughs> 
Michael just mentions it, and you can look around the room and you get yeah, someone singing it. You you know that you're singing it. Yep. Yeah. I think the, I think the other one now though, Claire, is whenever anybody hears the word not, nothing can stop us. Instead of instead of going back to an old starship, starship. from the eighties, it's now everyone in their own mind is now it's Mickey Minnie's running away. Nothing mm-hmm. can stop mm-hmm. us now, and it's just like mm-hmm. we've moved on. Well, they announced that's taken a whole longer, long lot of time to park Starship, which thankfully mm-hmm. we have got rid of. <laughs> when they announced that song as as being the title, I went Starship, like they're having yeah. Mickey and Minnie's. I yeah. was so confused, and then I was like, "Oh, this is completely different." Well, good for yeah. them. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with the Starship version. No, so that's a great song. Not one of my favorites, so must have, you're uh, not when you hear it. Yeah, Probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. You know. uh, so I would say that those are all the questions. Zach, have you got any questions for us? I always like asking that because you never know yeah. what people are going to say. Yeah, <laughs> um, oh goodness, now we flipped it on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, did we not? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. To kind of sum up like a little bit of everything that we've discussed tonight on you, as you guys are planning your return to the world, what is, and I'll, I guess, I don't know, we'll go alphabetically. Um, what, what are, what is the one thing that you're like, whether you have experienced it before or you haven't experienced it yet, maybe you've seen it on a lunch break or you've seen it on somebody else's show that you're like, the next time we go, I am making sure that this is something that we do. So, alphabetically, Becca. Oh. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm making sure we do. Boathouse. Okay. Boathouse is one Are of the things. sponsored by Luma <laughs> I'm not, no. <laughs> but everyone keeps telling me that the food at the boathouse is amazing, the service is amazing, and the experience is amazing. We've never done it, so we're going to go and do it. It's a nice experience. It's a very pretty view. Even if you're inside, it's still a really nice mm. setting. So, Ben? Risler resistance. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to get that boarding pass. <laughs> Fast thumbs, man. Fast yep. thumbs. <laughs> Claire? Oh, my goodness. There's so much. Um, I'm probably going to go the opposite direction I haven't done resistance but I think the one thing that I'm absolutely going to do is sit down with some friends and have a drink um, and something to eat and um, make those connections uh, feel real because they do a little bit at the moment but that's my priority I think probably yeah John I'm going to go with something that I've generally sort of talked about in leaving Magic Kingdom and when you leave Magic Kingdom for the last part of any holiday and it's that lack of willingness to turn around and acknowledge that you're going as a family we always walk up the steps at the station and have one last look down Main Street Mm. and on our next trip our whole trip is going to start we're going to walk up the steps we're just going to stand at the station and we're just going to actually acknowledge that we haven't been able to be there for whatever reason. You know, mm. we've not been since 2019. There's been loads of things going on in our lives as a family, but to actually stand there and just look at the most amazing place on earth, yeah. I think would just be a, just such a, an emotional release, I think, for us as a family. 
Yeah. And to see it just sort of there. And from then, going back to the Epcot, where, uh, the Epcot music, from there, we go on. And I think yeah. that, to me, it just it needs to be. I need to go and stand there. I want to do that, and I want to do that so much. I, I guarantee you that that first time back, it, it's, it's emotional. It's going to be a big one thing for everyone in the UK. It's going to be a massive, massive. And allow yourself, allow yourself to have that moment. I mean, people get it. I'm telling you, I I was very blessed and fortunate enough to be there the first day that Magic Kingdom was open to pass holders. And, and I, and people, that was the question, where are you going to go first? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, Jason and Lou both were like, I'm just going to slowly walk down main street. That's, that's what I need to do. And I said, my earliest memories were, were pirates. So I said, I need to go do pirates and that smell and that song. And, and, and again, this is, I don't believe in coincidence. I just believe in just things happen like just the way they're supposed mm-hmm. to. And, yeah. and I, and I even said to my mom, I said, I want it to be this certain spot of music. I said, that's what I want to hear. Just mm-hmm. that, that deep flute, you know, and the, the kind of the minor key that sounds kind of like jungle book. And I FaceTime with my mom as I walked in. I said, I want you to be here with oh. me. You can't be here with me. And you guys, I kid you not, I stepped through that threshold yeah. and that that piece of music nice. started playing. I started <laughs> sobbing. I mean, it, and, and I just turned and she goes, are you okay? And I flipped the camera around and I'm just holding my <laughs> face and I'm just poor. Yeah. But I, I turned around and every other person in line is just got tears running down their face. Yeah. So when you come, you have that moment, you step up on that train <laughs> yeah. trestle and you look yeah. out and you just, we're here. That is, that will be a memory that will last the rest of your life. Feels like when we were in Disneyland Paris last August, it was like, we managed to get there just before sort of quarantine and everything. And it was just like, I can't believe we're here. I yeah. stopped walking yeah. into studios. So. Yeah. I know, but do you know what? The difference is you had masks to hide behind. Now yes. you won't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being like there to soak up the tears. And yeah. I, I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that because actually, no. like Zach was saying, I think it's just that is where that complete emotional attachment mm. for a place in the world that we all know, we all love, we all keep going back to. It keeps costing us a lot of money. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. but yeah. It's yeah. it is a happy place, and and I think that for that for everybody, you know, I think we all watched the streams on that particular day, Zach. Yeah, and we were just so thankful. We were, it was it was to see cast members back at work, you know yeah. that you know, and there's still cast members who are still not back at work. And I know mm-hmm. I keep banging on about this, but it, it's something that it really I find really hurtful because I, I want to see those people who you know and not back within the the roles within each of the parks that they they love and they put so much time and effort in over yeah. the years i think you that's know, an improving uh, and evolving picture isn't it john and that certainly is certainly is clear it's, like you see like yeah. the the massive traditions yeah yeah things yeah. that were going on over the last few weeks and it was just like come yeah. on these are people yeah. <laughs> and, and we find yeah. ourselves rooting for these people that yeah. we will yeah. probably never meet we're just like come on like you yeah. got this yeah. this is gonna happen yeah. it's yeah. you know we're, we we're indebted to them because they they mm-hmm. spend their life creating the magic you know, it, you know, it, it's not just a catchy little tagline they came up with for merchandise. It's where, it's where the magic lives. It it's is. this place where totally. you're allowed to go be a jungle explorer. You're go, allowed to go be a rock star. You're allowed to be, you know, whatever. You you can be this here, and they are those people that make that and make it possible. Yeah. So it's like Indeed. I just I agree with you, John. I just I'm like let them back in. <laughs> let, let them do what they want to do. Let's let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So. 
Zach, thank you so much uh, for oh, coming and right. spending time with us today and sharing a waffle with us. Thanks for um, putting up with me. <laughs> it's been loads of fun. I feel like we've got to know you. Um, yeah. And we're yeah. all yeah. looking forward to what's going to be a very exciting future for the Zach Brown Show. Thank uh, you. Your range of t-shirts that we're all going to go and buy. <laughs> uh, the potential partnerships with Joffrey's Coffee that we're all looking at. And then, yeah. you know, and, and getting to share... Uh, as they would say, a handshake and a hug in the future. So I think yeah. it's really yeah, exciting. Definitely. Guys, thank um, you. This has been an absolute joy and a pleasure. I've loved this. Uh, I know yeah. that our listeners will want to follow you and enjoy the content you produce. So where can they find you on social media and all of that stuff? So you can follow me on Instagram. Um, my handle is it's Zach Brown because um, I'm very clever in the naming department. Also, <laughs> the podcast is The Zach Brown Show. So it's on uh you can find that on Facebook and or Instagram. And then the podcast is, I guess, pretty much everywhere you download your stuff. So if you can't find it, reach out and uh, I'll do what I can to get it to you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, I think I think everyone should just go go have a listen because it's, yeah. it's such a fun show. And uh, Thank I've, you. Enjoyed, I've enjoyed listening to all of them. So. <laughs> um, Thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GBMickeyWaffle and on our YouTube channel, which is The Great British Mickey Waffle. You can also get in touch with us by email, or uh, which is now rapidly becoming the old-school way to contact us at waffleon at gbmickeywaffle.com and you can find our usual podcast you can find us all on the usual podcast platforms of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all of the stuff that you normally would find your shows. And finally, you can check out our website, www.gbmickeywaffle.com, which has links to all of our shows. Uh, and if you're watching or listening to this on the day of release, please make sure you join us for our Wednesdays, uh, every Wednesday at 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern um, for Waffler's Wednesdays, where we talk about a different subject each week and try and keep John to an hour. It's very hard to do. Um, and then the, it's going to be the, more than an hour, Claire. Do you know what? The team in uh, where they talked about Universal, they were bang on an hour, John. We weren't there. Yeah, that's because I wasn't on the show. It's <laughs> There's a strange and, coincidence. And there. neither were you. Neither were you, Claire. So let's, I love that. I love that one out with you as we're well. Not allowed, we're not we went out there. So we'd, we'd have had two hours out of Universal. <laughs> I think. I think that's all right. We've decided we're going to do two more days on it. <laughs> I think. I think we might still do it. And then uh, this month in June. Wow. Do you know what our Friday show is just in a couple of days' time, isn't it, Ben? It's the eighteenth. So if you're listening on day of release, this Friday we will be going live with our Wafflers Assemble show at 8.30 UK time, 3.30 Eastern. So join us for what's always a bit of fun and who knows what will be on the Wafflers roulette wheel this this month. Goodness knows what Ben's stuck in there. <laughs> and who's facing mastermind because it's not me I've done it it's, Peter. Peter. it's still Peter it's Peter yeah so all that's left to say is Zach thank you so much for being with us uh, it's thanks, been thanks Zach so thank fun. you guys thank you, and, um, I loved it <laughs> and thank you Ben, Becca and John for keeping me in line making sure I don't misbehave um, if you like what we're doing, come and subscribe so you don't miss out on everything that's coming up. And thank you for listening.
So all that's left to say is waffle on. What? Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on. Waffle on.